0: Kind of when you're first starting, if you want to go like hashtag female empowerment, it doesn't really change the effect of your, I would say the more that you post, the better you're gonna do. How often do you post? I used to post 10 times a day. What? What?
1: guys. Natalie and I have just been chatting off air about how we both have complementary skill sets. We are (laughs) relaunching the podcast real soon with video format and we absolutely cannot wait and I was just sharing with Natalie and I was like I'm doing this all this organization stuff but I need your creative design eyes because that is not my forte is it?
2: It's not and we were just laughing so hard I was like I would be really surprised if you said oh I'm gonna take this on like I wonder what what I would get
0: back,
1: like what the assets would look like. I would get so stressed about it. I think this is one thing I've really learned as I've like stepped, I like got further in my career around what things I'm good at and what things I'm not. I think for a long time, it was difficult for me to own the things that I wasn't good at. But when you start owning them, it's like liberating. You're like, do you know what? I am terrible at design, <laughs> like so bad. Do not give me anything. So just for you guys to laugh behind the scenes, um, Natalie is obsessed with fonts. We were watching Gossip Girl the other day and she's like, oh my goodness, like she paused the TV to look at a font and I was like, are you fucking serious? She's like, just look, just look here and I'm like, Natalie, I don't give a shit, just press press, play. <laughs> we are, and then when I send you over like slide decks and then you freak out because I've not used the correct font
2: oh it really it really freaks me out I have to train myself to look beyond the mm-hmm. aesthetics mm-hmm. look beyond the font, or whether things are capitalized whether they aren't I'm just such a visual person that I have to like train myself to look past it but it's also so funny because you point out things that I'm just so uninterested in like we start talking about an idea and Danielle will get into the details and all of a sudden she knows in her head all of the boxes we need to take all the things that need to get done and she starts telling me this and I am so far gone from that conversation and it's just just nice yeah it's nice to know what you're good at and what you're not good at because I'm never going to try and fit into that box because uh
1: we'd be in some legal trouble if I did we'd be in legal (laughs) trouble there will be a lot of trouble you would get us into you also get so enthusiastic at the beginning of something and then you're like oh I'm done now and I'm like dude you're just leaving me with this baby okay
2: (laughs) and then I'm off to the next idea yeah I have a lot of energy for the beginning of projects like I could take nothing and turn it into something but then I'm ready to pass it off and move to the next thing so find yourself a business partner that doesn't have the same skills as you it's like
1: the best hack for business ever and our biggest tip is choose it on your zodiac sign (laughs) I'm joking but I'm not joking some people are going to be like oh yeah that's actually really good and then some people like zodiac signs are a load of trash I don't think anyone listening thinks that I hope not. Really? D- DM us if you think that. I'm yeah. really, really curious. Oh my God, I'm going um, upset. Okay, we should actually <laughs> probably start this episode, hey? We should dive in. Okay, who
2: were listening is really wanting to learn TikTok. And in a way where you're not having to learn all of these complicated dances... I am. So hopefully you are too. So we invited Bunny Barbie onto the podcast because she blew up on TikTok a little over a year ago, very, very quickly blew up and has experimented with a ton of different content formats. And we really wanted to get her on the podcast and grill her. What are you doing? Tell us everything, dissect it, break it down. And it turned out, you know, she is an incredible entrepreneur and businesswoman. I'm saying turned out, we knew that going into it, but we were gonna have the conversation structured around TikTok, but where it went was so interesting because she has so many layers and so much depth to her. So if you're an aspiring entrepreneur, if you're an aspiring TikToker or aspiring influencer, this episode is going to be for you. And before we dive in, I want to tell you about our sponsor for this episode, Soul CBD. You guys, I think I've been talking about Soul CBD for like 536 years. I'm obsessed. Listen, a couple of gummies on a nighttime really takes the edge off. can be tempting to want to, you know, go for a little glass of red wine at the end of a really hectic day. Soul CBD just does it for me. I take two gummies. The vanilla is my favorite. I know raspberry is yours, Danielle. Yep. Um, I reach for a couple of gummies. I take them. It takes the edge off. I feel so chill, so relaxed. I don't want to be on my phone. I'm just like buried into a good book or good conversation with Stephen. And what I find is I get a really, really good sleep. If you're curious about how, soul, how CBD generally works, um, we actually had the founders of Soul CBD on the podcast. So Google if you want that episode it's really really good and really breaks down CBD as a whole but I'm telling you it's an absolute game changer for stress, anxiety, relaxation and sleep. So if you've heard us hopping on about it for long enough and you're ready to pull the trigger and stock up you can save 15% with the code BOSSBABE15. So what you're going to do is head to mysoulcbd.com forward slash boss babe. On this page we have listed all of our favorite products as well as all the benefits because I know it can be confusing knowing which. Which ones to go for and there's a few different types of products that do different things so mysoulcbd.com forward slash boss babe for all of our favorites and use the code boss babe 15 to save 15% and with that let's dive into the episode
1: Welcome to the Boss Babe Podcast, the place where we share with you the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. I'm Danielle Cante, and today I'm joined by two beautiful ladies, my co host Natalie Ellis and Bunny Barbie. Welcome to the
0: show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you
1: guys. We are really excited to have you on.
2: Okay, Bunny, so for people that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about who
0: you are and what you do? I do everything. So um, I have a children's curriculum. I have a podcast. I am a TikToker within this last year. I also own a software company where you can do conversational texting and documents via text. So like if we had this meeting, I could send you a little text, you two buttons and it's signed um and then which me and my husband built um and I also am the first woman to ever produce create
1: and film her own reality show which is coming out too wow (laughs) what a list and like so like different as well everything's different I love that about you it's not like you just kind of like honed into like one sector yeah crossing industries I
0: like I like everything I like doing it all goals
1: yeah I love that but
0: a lot of it fails you can't you can't do everything and expect everything to work
1: I love that. We're going to come to that because there's a very important lesson in entrepreneurship for sure. <laughs> so
2: I've been stalking you and I watched the video about the reality TV show. You guys, wait till we get into this. It's a great story. But first, I want to know, you're like really good friends with your husband's ex-wife, right? Have I you, am. Have you always been? Like, I couldn't... What? Tell me more. Yeah. Ha- <laughs> is the
1: woman who's going through a divorce? How the hell does that happen? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. Imagine. Can you imagine? No, like... not right now. I can't. <laughs> You, you don't have children, right? No. Yeah, that would be, it's a transition for sure. Yeah. You know, I think um, my husband and his ex-wife, I actually call her my stepwife because she's like a part of my family at this point. And I think because they ended on such good terms, but they were also divorced for 10 years before I had ever even met my husband. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like that this, helps. you know, like he's going from her to me. There was an ex-girlfriend in between. Um, her and I, who I don't get along with, and it was a really rocky because my husband's ex-wife was a life coach at the time. Now she's a CEO of a business she owns with my husband, but, um, oh, wow, they <laughs> <work together too. laughs> was well, this is getting really
1: juicy. Hang yeah. on a minute. Okay.
0: Um, they started a staffing company. Uh, they work in DAS and small cell. It's kind of mm-hmm. complicated. It's way over my pay grade, but, um, you know, she was a life coach at the time and she really wanted to help this girl kind of move on with her life. And my husband had broken up with her a year before I had met him and she just would not let it go. She's been with a A A-list celebrity for the past years and still like wants to come to my stepdaughter's graduation. And like, you know, she did a lot of mean, evil things to me when it was like this transition and my husband's ex-wife at the time was kind of like on her side, like, we should all be a big family. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is not this is like she told my stepdaughter before I had ever met my stepdaughter that I was a porn star. Oh, my God. When she was 14. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. it's just been <gasps> a really rocky road and then once we all of us just kind of cut her out of our lives it's been everything's been good
2: that's incredible so you two get along you spend a lot of time together yeah I love that I know
0: she like can't leave the house without asking me for fashion advice oh my god <laughs> I love that
1: I, that's a good way that's a good rewrite for a story <laughs> yeah I like yeah that. I think that's really amazing and because I think there's actually like You can choose to put your energy in two places. You can choose to put it into hatred, or you can choose to put it on something that's positive and growing. And like that sounds. And when
0: I met my husband, I was twenty-three, and my husband's a lot. He's twenty-three years older than me. So I, you know, my friends at the time were just like, "Why are you doing this? Like, why are you putting up with this? Like, he's got an ex-girlfriend, an ex-wife, and it's just really complicated and kids. Like, why are you putting up with this?" And you know, and especially with my husband's ex-wife, like they were like, why, why is she still in his life? Like, why are they still, why are they starting a business together? And like, why are they doing all this stuff? And I, it just never really bothered me because of how she was to me, you know, like she's always been like, it's never been like, she feels like they, neither of them want to get back together. Like it's, it's almost like she's like his sister, Mm. you know? And then it's just, we're like a big family.
2: I love that. Okay, so diving into the reality show stuff. So I was watching your YouTube video. If, if people haven't seen it, definitely go check that out. What happened
0: there? So I had a reality show deal for a year before I started TikTok, which was about a year and a half ago. So it's been two and a half years at this point. Um, it's with like the biggest companies. It's so like
1: 2019 time.
0: 2018, maybe. 2018, okay. And so it was, I mean, I think when I started, my son's four and a half and we started when he was like one and a half. It's been a long time. And so, um, you know, the week that COVID hit, all of the executives flew to my house and we were like getting ready to start everything. And it had already been a year at that point in March and they came the week before and then COVID happened and they were like, no one can travel. We can't come there to film. Like we're just like literally kept putting us on hold for another like year and a half, just being like, like pretty much, like they were supposed to pay us out of the contract we had already signed, never paid us. They were supposed to, uh, like we got contracts from the network, I paid lawyer fees to go through all these contracts. And mind you, also the contract was for 11 years. (laughs) So this was, Oh oh my god, it was insane. They knew it was gonna be a thing. I just wanna rewind a second.
1: Why did you decide you wanted to do a reality show? Like what was that decision process? Cause actually Natalie and I get approached like quite a bit and I'm really curious as yeah. to like, actually, yeah, I want to do a reality show. How did that come about? You know,
0: the theme was mommies and I felt like, and they kind of told us that it was supposed to be like working moms mm-hmm. on Netflix, but like reality show version. So like mm-hmm. empowering, funny, goofy, like moms. And I just felt like I could really fit in. Like if it was any other theme, I don't think I would have done it um but they showed me how to basically do it myself in this industry like I've been in it for so long that like thankfully I would never have be doing my own show if it wasn't for them and like going through this whole process and I think at the end of the day they gave me a gift <laughs> yeah um by not doing it because I think I mean the contract was really manipulative it was like we can put hidden cameras and listening devices What's what, so the that you don't know oh yeah it was really bad. It was, And re- you
1: couldn't get that taken out? That was we, like one of the I mean, that if you
0: negotiate, but it was, you know... And then they get a percentage of all of your income on everything you do for 11 years.
1: Wow. Well, I heard that, um, I know, sometimes... <laughs> I have seen Love Island occasionally in the UK. (laughs) It's very big in the UK, and um, that's what happens with them. Like they know that it really launches a lot of people's success, and so they take a percentage for like so many years after. Wow, um, which is kind of like I guess like owned by it, which is. I mean, it's smart though. I get. I kind of get why they do it. So that has led you now
2: to you're actually producing your own show. Correct.
0: And I just want to put something out there that's not currently like on tv like more empowering you know family dynamics that are different and Mm -hmm. just you know me and my husband are pilots and we just kind of like travel around to our three different homes wait
1: Wait, on on top top top. of everything else you're a pilot what wow there's like layers and layers to you bunny like yeah i'm a pilot oh okay i
0: i (laughs) have been flying so I went to, there's these um, group, this sounds so fucking bougie. There's these groups that get together for it's just people who own and fly their own jets.
1: It does sound bougie. <laughs> <It> and sounds bougie. Alice <laughs> mm-hmm. was like, I've been to one of those. <laughs> you know, tell more.
0: Tell us more about this world. So um, about once a year, they have like this huge event. Everyone gets together. Like they literally have like, who's that famous cooking guy, like Guy Ferrero, whatever, like cook for the wives or like, you know, like they have like uh, some country artists, like Jason Aldean, like have like a private concert. Like he brought my son on stage, like last year or something. Like it's like a whole thing, right? Super bougie. But they do these courses for the wives, which I did way before I had my son. And in these courses, you learn that the number one reason a pilot is incapacitated, AKA cannot fly is food poisoning. It's not heart attack. It's not anything else. Imagine like literally like throwing up and pooping like you can't fly, right? And my husband is a single pilot. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, it's time for me to learn how to fly. Like I have a baby, right? So I started when my son was four months old. Um, I have about like 150 hours in like a prop plane. And then I've never gone through the traditional like course because I don't really need to because like I'm, I, I mean, I'm not like flying by myself, but I mean, I can go up and land. No problem
2: that is wow incredible
0: oh my god also also though also i don't drive a car
1: whoa you just drive you on fly
0: you,
2: you fly, fly a, a plane
1: but you don't no biggie that is the most Alley thing i've ever freaking had in my life
2: <laughs> i'm obsessed so basically you're going to be the next kardashian i love this idea so it's going to be a lot of like family
0: oriented yeah. will, it, will it show
2: the side of you that's really entrepreneurial and ambitious yeah.
0: I mean, the first, we've only filmed the first episode so far, and, you know, it's kind of more intro into, like, the businesses and my life and my friends and my family. Like, I have the most amazing girlfriends, too, so I just really want to, you know, like, bring us all along on this journey, so.
2: And that's that's so so great that you're producing yourself, because you were telling me you split your time between so many different locations, so it's probably nice that you can bring it with
1: you. That's so And also you get to control the narrative because I wonder how many of these reality shows people get sold in to like, oh yeah, it's going to be about empowering women, et cetera. But then it falls into the same old narrative that women are bitches, all of this. And it's like, that just perpetuates the challenges that we have of women right? versus like if you can really control the whole narrative like no I'm going to show what's true to my life right I support other women right. I do all these things obviously there's going to be can things fly that happen I can build businesses but like
0: yeah. yeah it doesn't need to be like all this fight I remember probably last year while I was still going with I was still kind of with the reality show people and they filmed housewives and one of the housewives posted on um, Instagram and she was posting all this stuff and she's like I hate how the way that they film we film all this family stuff they never show it all my audience is asking me to like post more fun stuff they're tired of the same nasty drama blah 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 and it was like she kept posting this and I was like this is gonna happen to me <laughs> like, I don't want this to happen you know so I'm just really thankful that I went through this process and I think I can do something special with it
1: yeah I feel like that's a part of the challenge that we're in right now is like drama really sells I know and it's, like, people scandal. get addicted to it. Like, scandal, yeah. But actually, like, how good is that for everyone? know like <laughs> To actually be consuming on the daily. Like, I sometimes watch Real Housewives, and I, it gives me anxiety. The shouting, I can't cope with. I'm just like...
2: <gasps> I don't feel we have enough it. drama to be able
1: to, <laughs> like... Yeah. Do, do our ours housewives. would be too boring yeah. it's like but oh you had this like one discussion this one time yeah that was it
2: <laughs> that's what I loved about Kristen Cavallari's show it was so much about her businesses and her family and really I don't remember seeing a lot of drama and I thought that was so real life like I love that okay so the next question that I've been dying to ask you can you please tell me about TikTok teach me TikTok I know we need to do it we aren't doing it So what do we need to know? And also, you just got on TikTok last year.
0: I just started last year. And
2: you've blown up. Yeah. How How many followers
0: do you have? Uh one point four million. Almost one point (laughs) five.
2: Wow. Rushing it. I I need to know everything.
0: Listen, I think the more authentic and real you are, I think even just posting stuff like this and shortening clips and posting that on TikTok would do really well. Like people want to see authentic conversations and like I've seen podcasts like blow up on just TikTok, you know, especially if you interview some TikTokers. (laughs) Okay. I need to do that. Let's make a note. TikTokers. (laughs) TikTokers DM us. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think that, you know, just being more real and authentically yourself will do, it's, it's, I think the days of Instagram are dying in general. I think it's turning into a shopping app, which is good for the app. I just think that they're kind of changing into like what they are. And, you know, people aren't, because you guys do inspirational stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like inspirational stuff is on TikTok. Like people are there to be inspired and, and, and you know, feel better about themselves. So
2: talk to me a little bit about format. So let's just say we decide we're going to do TikTok. We get the app, we get the profile. There's so many kind of formats. There's so many things that are trending. There's so many
0: different ways to do it. What, what did you start with and how did you decide to start with that? This is a really good question because I feel like everyone always asks me like what my niche is and like how to blow up. I don't have a fucking niche. You don't need a fucking niche. You just have to be yourself and be authentic. Okay. So like as soon as, as, as long as you're putting out like really strong, you know, content that's like even it just, I mean, I'm sure you guys have so many clips and things that, that you've already done that would be really empowering and inspiring to people. Yeah. And, you know, especially I would say, which I'm sure you guys are, but leaning into that female empowerment audience, like that's really, I mean, my audience is 90% female, which is, you know, really rare for, yeah you know women because they get stuck pigeonholed into that like you do a dance in a bikini and then TikTok will never show your your profile to women again
1: so I'm curious you decided to start TikTok you have all these other businesses you're a mom you're a wife you have all these things going on do you like plan it and you like have a day where, like right I'm filming TikToks I'm gonna batch create them and then they're gonna last me this month or you're like oh, I'm just feeling this today I'm just gonna film this and post it um,
0: I would say I used to more batch videos, but literally when I say I batch videos, I'll literally do my makeup getting ready and I'll respond to a hundred comments and then just put in my drafts. Like I put no effort into it. Like I literally just like respond and like talk things. So I used to do that. I don't really do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, I think I kind of blew up cause I was really sassy to like mean comments and I we think We could that do that.
2: <laughs> That's one thing we would excel that at. That
0: is- my favorite thing about TikTok over Instagram, that's the reason I stayed, is because like when people write you something nasty on Instagram, you're like, you're you're lame if you sit there and you're like, no, 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 like I hate you back, like that's so lame. Like I'd rather be like I'm making a video, mic drop, and then that's it, and then you know it blows up and it's its own thing, and my followers are like they end up deleting their account. How do you how do you deal with trolls other than like
1: re- responding with the video?
0: Yeah, everyone like ignores it on TikTok, you know, like especially like. No, they just, they just don't want to, de- they either delete comments or they just ignore it in general. Like there's specifically like a few TikTokers that literally their entire page, like everyone is like, we hate you so much. Like every single comment. And it's oh so ter- her- ho- t- terrible and like disgusting, but I'm the opposite. Like I, if you say something that kind of bothers me, it's going to stew in my head until I get it out. Like I have to get it out. I'm going to make this video. I'm going to get it out and then I'm done with it. Like I'll never think about it again. Like I do it for my mental health. Yeah. I can get that. I can appreciate that.
2: Yeah. Do you yeah. remember what your first TikTok was that like blew up and got exposure and brought people to your page?
0: Um so I had one my first one that blew up was this guy said something about my body not being appealing to him or something like that and I was like and I was like oh I'm so sorry like my body wasn't made for you or like something like that <laughs> and then that kind of blew up and then I made a video Um, When COVID first hit, I like made these face masks of like a picture of my face, and I was like, "Oh, like people need to see these juicy ass lips, like (laughs) like something like that." (laughs) And people like totally blew up, and then people were like, "You sound like Kourtney Kardashian. This sounds like one of the Kardashians speaking." And I had never been told that before. And at this time, I wasn't allowed to say anything about the reality show, so Mm -hmm. I was like, "Really?" You can even go back. I'm like panicked. I'm like. I've never been told that I sound like them before. Like I don't want like I didn't want that to be my reputation that I sound like a Kardashian, like when I'm going into the same business as them, you know? Like it freaked me out. And then I don't know, it just kind of I that's been in the past. I mean, every once in a while people are like, this sounds like Kim or this sounds like Courtney. And like I, I just don't hear it. So I don't know.
2: And did you, when you were creating TikToks in the beginning and you were saying you had to be a bit more intentional about it? Were you going on and seeing what was trending and then doing that or were you just completely creating your own thing? I
0: never, never did trends, ever. Mm. I've never danced. I've never done like song trends, nothing. I just be myself. Oh good, because
2: I'm not here for
1: the dancing ones. No. No, we you tried that once dance. and we
2: deleted yeah. it and we were like, this maybe is Maybe never. a little twerk, also, but I'm not,
1: I'm not doing a dance. I really, I really appreciate, appreciate the meme it. ones, I, not the miming ones, sorry. And I think not enough credit is given to these people for the miming ones. The miming? Yeah, you know when they have like a voiceover And they're like, they're saying words. Oh,
0: oh, 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 okay. I've never
1: heard anyone call it miming. What What is it it? called?
2: Uh, See, this is... I'm not down with the kids. Like lip syncing? Lip syncing, okay. (laughs) I tried
1: to do a lip syncing one. I'm actually quite wow. good at the lips. I'm it's really bad. It's so you freaking are? hard. Yeah. I could not. I can't. I'm really bad like, at it too. Hunter, I'm I was like, Hunter, I need those. a night to rehearse this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Some people are really good at I it. I can't even
1: remember all the words. Yeah. I'm like, I know. I I'm not an actress And yet. like
0: the timing and yeah. like, I just, I could never be an actress. I'm yeah. not good with the script. I it, I would like, like even in front of you, I'd be like, like, I'm just like, I have to be myself or it's Same. not going to work. That's the conclusion I came to.
2: And what about titling it, putting covers on it, using hashtags? Do you have any strategy for that? Never use
0: hashtags. Kind of when you're first starting, if you want to go like hashtag female empowerment, it doesn't really change the effect of your... I would say the more that you post, the better you're going to do. How often do you post? I used to post 10 times a day. What? What?
1: What? 10 times
0: a day? 10 times a day. I would just respond to comments.
2: But what if you don't have any comments in the beginning if you have zero
0: followers?
1: Yeah, How did you get your first...
0: I don't know. I don't remember. Like, I would just, like, kind of post, like, even, like, that first comment that guy... No, before? I had zero, like, following. It was just, like, like I had a picture of me and my son, like, in front of our airplane or something, and someone says something about that. I don't know. And people ask me stuff, too, because I also homeschool my son. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: And so, um, you know, even, like, videos like that have blown up. Like, people be like, you know, your son's not going to be socialized or like your son's gonna be awkward and weird. And I'm like, well, at least he's not being a troll on the internet because that's yeah. awkward and weird. <laughs> you know, like I I just, you know, it's just kind of like, but mine is really personality, but I'm sure you guys are too. So you just kind of have to, I think starting with these yeah. videos, people are gonna comment and then you'll, you know. Do
1: you know what, just okay. touching on that subject. Isn't it interesting how people feel like their opinion is the only opinion? Like, you know, you just mentioned you're homeschooling your son. And people will say, you know, he's not gonna be able to like socialise with other children or he's missing out. And it just astounds me, the fact that people feel like theirs is the only opinion that matters. Like, do you know what? If we were all the same, if we all thought the same, wouldn't the world be a boring oh place? It's so why boring. Can't be, why do people even feel that they need to comment on that? I'm just like, oh, you homeschool, cool. So like, oh, you homeschool? This is harming your child. Like, yeah. what? Fuck off. I'm like, man, yeah, I'm just,
0: I'm just c- keeping my son inside his bedroom all day long. Like, that's what do I, is that what I look like I do? Like, he travels the entire world with me, like with this building that we live in in L.A. He literally plays outside
1: every day, all day with all of the kids in the building. And it's like, that's the thing. It's not saying that, oh yeah, going to school's bad, but neither's homeschooling. Like, right. just let people live their lives. Do right. what they want to do. Like, and, I would never
0: shame a mom I for, know. like putting their
1: kids in school it's you know so interesting to me well, that, like people but that's feel the they difference now.
2: though we are the kind of people that would never shame someone else for doing something because we're too focused on our own business right so the people that are focused on other people's business they struggle to really get anywhere yeah and I think that's a big thing we just don't give a shit and we keep going where we're going it yeah. makes such a big difference let's take a minute to talk about one of my favorite educational platforms masterclass Every new membership comes with a 30 day money back guarantee. So there's no risk. And right now our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash boss babe. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash boss babe, masterclass.com slash boss babe.
3: Right now, Prolon is offering Boss Babe podcast listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash bossbabe. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash bossbabe for this special offer. Prolonlife.com slash bossbabe.
2: Okay, so you went on TikTok. It completely blew up. What I have loved about Instagram is the ability to monetize your audience. So we got on Instagram really as a business decision, and we've been able to turn that into a multi-million dollar company. And Instagram has really been the platform that's helped us build our email list and, you know, create what you see as BossWave today. I'm really curious what you've seen in the realm of TikTok and monetization and business building.
0: Okay, I'm really curious because I feel like, do you make, you don't make money directly, are you saying directly on ads you do or like th- putting them into your other businesses?
2: Other, other businesses, so... Our whole strategy was we built an audience on um, our Instagram account and then we would provide tons of free trainings, PDFs, all these different things. And people would swipe up, enter that email, sign up. We built an email list and then we built a membership and like slowly moved it since then. And so... Uh, the smallest part of our business thing is like 5% of our business is brand partnerships, and we only really do it if we love a brand. Okay. But we don't monetize it that way otherwise. So you
0: monetize mostly on like selling courses? Uh, on memberships, the main thing. Memberships. Yeah. Uh, there's a girl that I know that does exactly what you do on TikTok, and she's got about a million followers. Okay. Uh, we'll send you her profile okay. so you can kind of, you know, see what she's doing. Um, I. You know, wasn't really... Before the show, before I decided to leave the show, which is about in February, I wasn't really monetizing my audience other than the creator or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if you're supposed to say, like, how much you get paid, but mine was, I'd say, with, I think since I've started TikTok, it's like 25 grand or something.
2: Is that they pay you?
0: Yeah, directly. Okay. So you get paid for views. Okay. And then... Does everyone get paid for views? uh, You have to be approved for it. But yeah, I mean, I think you have to have... I think it was like 100,000 followers plus, you know, they get approved. Like, if you have so many community violations, you wish they violate everything. It's very annoying. But that's um, how Facebook.
1: Yeah, I was gonna just about to say that's how Facebook started. They always paid their creators. Going in into industries. Yeah.
2: I think,
0: was it yesterday? They announced $3 billion yeah.
2: for creators. Yeah, careers? Instagram
0: yeah. too, right? Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: it's all starting. But anyway, sorry, keep going.
0: Um, I make a lot of my money doing brand deals. Okay. And I do a lot of them. Okay. Um, I think even just showcasing products, not necessarily saying like, this is something that I really love and I use just saying like, Hey, this brand sent me this. I'm showing it to you guys. Yeah. Like just as like a spotlight. Um, and I currently sell those for $10,000 per video, which is normally like 15, 30 seconds. And I do maybe three a week. Nice. So,
3: so so it is (laughs) my time for sure. Yeah. So that's really
0: interesting. That's what I was wondering
2: because I think Instagram has really built that for so many influencers. I was wondering how it works
0: on TikTok. So what are your thoughts on Instagram? And I think that, just to go back to this, I think that brands pay more for the tiktok exposure because they know it's not just your following that's gonna see it it's gonna go more viral and you're gonna have more views than if you ever posted it on instagram
2: how does that work if you're not hashtagging and things to tiktok just show your videos to the it people it just
0: ama- it just matters how many people like it in an amount of time got it okay so if they like swipe uh, away that's why like some of these like p- brands that i work with they want me to put in like you know, these green screens of like, green screen is like a TikTok term, but like, you know, like a layover of like me using whatever I'm doing and like explaining it in really deep time, like this is gonna fail. Like this is not gonna, people don't wanna watch this. They wanna watch me talk about something that I like. I
1: literally spoke at Adweek and before I went on stage, there were um, a group of TikTokers talking, TikTokers talking, and they were saying exactly the same thing. They were like, it really annoys us because obviously Adweek's really aimed at like, you know, those little brands there. Um, and they were saying like, you know, it's really annoying when a brand says like, hey, I want to pay you to do this, but then micromanages the hell out of us. And we're well, like, they do it to us on Instagram. Yeah, they do it to us. we end up
2: just saying, hey, it's have your money back, and am not work. doing it.
1: Yeah, when they were like, hey, look, I'll do this, and I'm also going to post on my way that you're not micromanaging and show you the freaking difference. Right? Like, like advertising is changing. Yep. Brand partnerships are changing. Like they people, don't, people do not don't want, want to the watch the
0: same. The same. And th- this one brand works with, like, every single TikToker that I just did something with, and, like, it's the same video over and over. Mm. And, like, they literally wanted me to say in the thing, "Um, celebrities use this. Oh. Like, this is why you should like it. Celebrities use it. I'm like, I am not I will go in a fucking grave before I say (laughs) celebrities use this. Like I'm not saying that. They're like stuck in the like 2000s. Yeah, this past week I um, crafted and did my own contract. That's basically like you're hiring me to do this content. And there's like a bunch of different points in there. But like basically like I'm giving you two different samples of two different videos that I will post. And those are your examples. Or you can pay me again yeah. for a different video, because like I'm not doing it yeah. again. All yeah.
1: these revisions yeah. back and forth. No. I know. Natalie's been like close to throwing her phone out the window. Yeah, before.
0: no,
2: it's uh, horrible. Yeah, I, I sometimes I'll create content for a brand that I know will align with our audience. I'll send it to them and they'll say, no, we wanted it done this way. And it's like a picture of the product on a table. Yeah. And I'm like, firstly, this is shit for my engagement. It's not gonna work for you. And I, often I'll say, take it or leave it. I'd really rather not do the partnership. And, and then they let us do it and then it works. Yeah. Can or I, if they don't,
1: I walk away. Can I also say this whole conversation as well is like power of your gut as well. Mm-hmm. Like bringing, cause I think so often, like we give away authority to like, oh, we think they're these big brands, they must know better than us. It's like their product, they must know. And this applies across so many different points in business is why I'm bringing it up. But like what I really think is really important for a lot of listeners who are starting their entrepreneurship journey or on it is like always listen to your gut. And I remember I was having Jamie kern Moran who sold... Um, uh, it cosmetics like 1.2 billion and she was saying that exact same thing like you know I was told no so many different times I was told this wouldn't work so many different times I was like oh told this has got to be done in a different way and like ju- these are just other examples of being like told something will work you th- saying and knowing in your gut that's not going to work it needs to be done this way and then the point being proven and it's like how many times does that like actually happen in our lives sometimes that yeah. we have to like it's fine that other people are saying no but we just have to be gung home like no I know this is going to work I'm going to get those results. Right.
0: right. Like it I mean I just think that especially when you think like it's so glitzy, it's this big brand and then you're like this Some is pedestal, horrible. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know?
1: Like it's not. Yeah. Because we put we put brands on pedestals. We put people on pedestals the same thing. We're like when someone gives you advice, oh that's not going to work. You're like, "Oh my god. I actually remember." Just Deviating the story, I actually remember when I first met Natalie and I was going to do Boss Babe and we were having these conversations and I told this multi-multi-millionaire that I was going to do it and he said to me, he's like, Danielle, I thought, verbatim, I thought you were an intelligent businesswoman. I think this is the biggest mistake you're making of your career, like, pay, like doing this. I'm just putting in that we're way chills. more, we're more yeah. successful than he is now. Yeah, I'm just like, but imagine if I had listened to him. Like all I had, I didn't have any proof. I didn't have proof of concept. I didn't even have a business plan at that point. I just had this gut feeling that what I was doing was going to work and that like Boss Babe was absolutely where I needed to put my energy because I was leaving a successful career behind. Like I was leaving stuff and I'm like, it's just... Over and over again, I feel like as entrepreneurs, as creators, you're always coming up against a no and being told you're doing something wrong or to do it a different way. And it's uh, actually like, yeah, there's a lot to be said around learning from people and like, you know, curating advice, but ultimately making your own decision.
0: You have to always make your own decision.
1: Mm. Even if you fail. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Even (laughs) if you fail, because at least you can learn from it. So
0: what was the initial concept of... Boss, Like, what did you say to him that you were gonna do?
1: Well, basically, the the point was that I was a chiropractor and I was going down, so I had chiropractic clinics. So I was already, like, in my business place. And this was completely online. So I was leaving everything I knew behind. And he was like, you're crazy. You're doing this. Like you're giving up all of this stuff for an industry that you know absolutely nothing about. He's like, social media is like, not gonna be around like this. Like Instagram's like not gonna be around. Like People pay for engagement, people do all these things. Like this is just not a business model that's gonna be viable. And you know jack shit about it. I mean, it was true on the not knowing much about it, but that's why I was like, I just want my sleeves up and I'm going <laughs> to learn this freaking thing. <laughs> like not knowing is an excuse, but yeah. I'm going to learn. So yeah, that's how it started. That's why I thought it was crazy because I was taking a complete pivot. Was like Do you find everything.
0: it hard to like work together as a... No. Because you know? no. I find that's very hard for most entrepreneurs to find someone that they work really well with. I don't.
2: I think it was like universal intention, yeah. honestly, that we met each other because um, we were just talking about it this morning. There's so many things that have happened to us in our company that you would think would tear most business partners apart. And Danielle and I don't fight like every like we uh, every moment that something like this happens, our relationship gets stronger and. I think the best thing about our relationship is we're so good in completely different arenas and so we never step on each other's toes. We respect each other so much. Like when when we started, Danielle didn't have a clue how Instagram no. worked. I think you'd done like two posts yeah, with a Valencia filter. Had an and I loved it. <laughs> you know, it's how she threads in that detail. <laughs> that filter, and I, you know. But I loved it and I was really, really good at it. But the stuff that Danielle was really good at, like the behind the scenes business, like knowing how to set up processes, keep an eye on our finances, like so many different things i'd never done before and so we came together and we saw okay i can't do it without what you can do you can't do it without what i can do let's work together and And that's so powerful it is and it's just been a total game changer for us we would never i I was just saying on another podcast like individually we're good but together we're a force and when you find someone that you can work with like that that covers all bases it's incredible (laughs) Interrupting this episode to bring you a note from a couple of our sponsors. Today, so many small business owners are busier than ever and time spent searching for and interviewing the wrong candidates for a job opening could be time better spent growing your business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to get the candidates worth interviewing faster and it's free. You know, hiring, I think, as an entrepreneur is one of the hardest things that you do. And especially when you get so many unqualified candidates in the door that it's a job in itself just to wade through. So using LinkedIn really shortens that and helps you find the right candidates. What you can do is create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 750 million people. You can also focus on candidates with the skills and experience you specifically need. On top of that, you can use screening questions, which is one of mine and Danielle's secret weapons to get your role in front of only the most qualified people. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash boss babe. That's linkedin.com slash boss babe to post your job for free. You really have nothing to lose. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Yeah, I absolutely love this. I really have been a big fan of LinkedIn for posting our jobs for absolutely ages, but I also get it can be so daunting to hire A players. I feel like, you know, you can make and break a business on hiring good people. And that's one of the reasons that myself and Natalie actually created a masterclass within the society to help you guys understand how to hire A players. So if you're thinking, well, hang on a minute, I want to use this LinkedIn, but I'm also so confused around even where to start. We've got you covered in the society. So you can Dive into a whole masterclass in there where you're gonna learn the four ways to identify if you first of all need to hire. You're gonna learn how to create the perfect job description because let's face it, that can be confusing in itself. You're gonna learn how to magnetize your dream team, how to save hours shortlisting the boss babe way. Natalie has already alluded to this. You're gonna learn our boss babe recruiting process and actually how to execute a structured interview. So if this sounds like this is gonna be useful for you, join us within the society. All you need to do is go to bossbabe.com forward slash join society. So society is spelled S-O-C-I-E-T-E. So bossbabe.com forward slash join the society.
2: And can I just
1: say how
2: helpful it is to be taught how to execute an interview. For a lot of entrepreneurs, we kind of fall into entrepreneurship and may not have a lot of experience in hiring A players and knowing how to actually find the right candidate. And this success kit has been incredible. I took it because I didn't have a lot of experience with this. And Danielle had so much more experience than me. And we've been able to create such an amazing process for hiring A players, which I really credit the success of our business to, you know, you're only as successful as the brains on your team so dive in you're gonna absolutely love it and with that let's go back to the episode so talk to me about instagram what are your thoughts on instagram
0: literally hate instagram (laughs) tell me more i think instagram is dying and do you know why i think instagram is dying because kids do not want to be on an app where their parents are on And there are no Mm -hmm. new people coming to Instagram. The young kids are not going to be there. And as they grow up, they're never going to use it. And Instagram is becoming the Facebook.
1: Yeah, that did happen to Facebook. (laughs) I guess it depends what your market is then, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If parents are your market, cha-ching, you want to be on Instagram. Right. So I guess that's the way to, it depends how you're monetizing your business, right? Views or product or whatever that is.
0: Yeah, and when you mentioned that you think Instagram is a shopping app, will you elaborate on that? I just think that the way that they've turned, I mean, they turned their notifications into a shopping button and, like, everything is literally, like, shopping. Like, every, like, all of my, every time I scroll my stories, like, every third video is literally, like, a shopping thing, which may just be about me, too, but... um.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're getting targeted there, my dear.
0: (laughs) Um, You know? And then also, like, the creepy ads where they're, like, listening to you, you know? Like, I'll do, like, a brand deal and I'm sitting there talking to my assistant about it and, like, I'll start getting ads on my...
1: It's freaking on
0: my feed, but I really don't even log well, into Instagram. I don't anymore. know if that's
1: going to happen so much anymore. Now the uh, Apple and Facebook slash Instagram they had a divorce. They had a divorce. They got divorced. Yeah, so Apple
2: basically said they won't allow it through their iPhones anymore. So Instagram, um, like they maybe? no, they'll allow Instagram, but they won't allow you. Oh, them oh, oh, listening. Listen yeah. And so Facebook ads. Yeah, Yeah. so Facebook ads, it's been a shit show for anyone whose company's been reliant on Facebook ads because basically every time you log into an app now, the app will ask you whether you're going to allow them to use your data and track you. And if you say no... You, they won't have that data on you anymore. So you'll probably notice if you go on Facebook now, your ads aren't very yeah. targeted. Like I've been getting the most random ads that just don't apply to me whatsoever. And you can see the algorithms changing yeah. and they're, tri- they're casting a wider net. What I think is really interesting about Instagram is there's a lot of influencers that I follow on Instagram that I do buy from, I do shop from, and I follow them. I love watching their stories. I love the curated content and I buy from them. And I so I see the appeal of that. And I also see the need to get on TikTok and to be and and also to be going more in with YouTube. I think YouTube has a long shelf life as well. Yeah. And something that we're constantly talking about is how do we learn the skills that are so transferable to different platforms? Because there's always going to be something new, whereas there's a core set of skills that you can learn that will help you to pivot when a new platform arrives.
0: I know. It's hard. I mean, it's, you know, repurposing the content and seeing what sticks where, right? Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to just keep making different content for each platform too. But I think, you know, I think YouTube is going to do really well too. I think that, I think YouTube is turning into TV, which is another reason that I've decided to use that platform for me to launch. Like I could have, um, Vimeo reached out to me And they have like a Netflix style um, back end where you can literally make your own TV show, like your own network, like Martha Stewart has it. And it's like, like it's her her own Martha Stewart app. And you like, it's like on like Apple TV, like you can download her app and like have like all her videos and pay like a monthly subscription for it. I was thinking- that's so smart. I did not know that. I know, I was thinking about doing that, but then I was like, I just want a more organic audience, I think, from YouTube. And then I'll see what I want to do with like season two or something like that. But I do think YouTube is- you know, that too. But I think, too, like, maybe diversifying your eyes and, like, do a giveaway, you know? Like, mm-hmm. when we hit a certain amount of followers on TikTok, we'll do some, you know, whatever. Like, I'm going to do, for my reality show, I'm doing a giveaway that... Um, who I think, I I don't know if I'm going to do like the most creative video about the show because like this one girl Mm -hmm. did like a whole ad for it. Like she was like turning on, like it was just my trailer and she's like getting dressed and like filing her nails, like (laughs) putting her sunglasses on (laughs) to like watch the TV and then like my trailer's there. I was like, this is so cute. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to pick one winner to have like brunch with Bunny. I'm going to fly them to LA for the afternoon to go to brunch, like go shopping, like something like that. Like you guys could do, I think just more like interaction with like with your audience. The main reason why I think that I really love social media is that I've never felt so emotionally fulfilled in my entire life. I think mm. because I share so much about my purse, like my personal life, that I mean every single day I get at least 5 to 10 messages from girls saying that they were going to end their life before finding me. I've made them feel confident in their body, like they've never felt so good about themselves until finding me and it's just like things that you don't really realize by just sharing things about your life that you're actually changing other people's lives.
1: Yeah. And that's really powerful.
2: Yeah. I think that's a big reason that we pivoted our content to be more real and behind the scenes. Cause we were getting a lot of that and we were realizing, Oh, it's not just the business stuff that we're teaching that has an impact. It's showing other people that we have bad days that we go through certain things and sharing that. And actually what's been most fulfilling about the podcast is, um, I found out I had PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, just by coming off birth control, going to gynecologist. And after that, um, I was really determined to bring women on the podcast that could talk about this and educate on birth control and hormones. And I think that has had probably one of the biggest impacts on our audience. The amount of DMs I get every week of, I just came off off birth control after that podcast, or for the first time I got this checked out and to that is life changing right. and so business And you are is one doing thing. that. Yeah. yeah, and it's so fulfilling to be able to be real and share that. But I remember when I first got diagnosed, I didn't know that I wanted to share it, and I was still so teary and emotional when I would be sharing it, but the impact that it had is incredible. So I think the more people are willing to share, you really never know the impact that could have you on someone. You never know.
0: Like, even if, you know, you're just starting out and you're sharing, like, little things about your life, like, you never know how inspiring. I wasn't even planning on being inspiring. Like, even, like, like telling people to go, like, fuck themselves, telling you <laughs> that I'm too skinny. Like, you know, pe- like, I'm getting these little girls that are, like, you know, like, I, you know, my mom says this to me every day and, like, I've always hated myself and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I just never realized, like, me
1: clapping back to a hater would turn <laughs> yeah. into
0: this empowerment, you know, platform.
1: I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's just like now, like, everyone's just owning who they are and their imperfections. Like, I was like, I'm just yeah. perfectly imperfect. Yeah, <laughs> which I
0: think is why TikTok, because you can't, you can't curate it, you know, you can't, I mean, you can use a different app and like Photoshop yourself or something like that, but most people don't. It's just like the real and raw, you know, things that are really going on in people's lives.
2: So, speaking of the real, Um, You mentioned before about having multiple businesses and also having businesses that have failed. Can you walk us through some of that? Because I feel like people always talk yeah. about the successes. They don't talk about the ones that didn't work. You I yeah.
0: my biggest advice if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to be someone who's not afraid of failure, because you're going to fail. If you don't fail, then you're not a business owner. Like there's there's it everything's not just like, oh my God, it's amazing, I'm making so much money, this is so good. Like there's definitely failures, even with social media. I think social media is like the fastest growth of being, let's say, an entrepreneur if you if you know. But you know, there's I mean the hate and the things that like yeah. you can be canceled at at any moment. Yeah. You We're know? Saying like the slight, little like the thing, wrong thing. You know? So you really have to be okay with really putting yourself out there. Even if it's like a restaurant, like people are gonna write on Yelp that they didn't like your tacos. Yeah. You know? Like there's gonna be things that people don't like yeah. about your business. And you just have to be okay with that. And yeah, I mean, I had um, my first like real big business was a uh, yacht chartering service in Miami and we would have, cause like it made no sense to me. I was going on yachts like every weekend and like whatever. And I'm like, this makes no sense to me that there's not like bottle service on yachts. Like it makes like no Mm. sense. There's nightclubs. You can, every single nightclub they're spending like half a million dollars on each table. And like, there's no yacht that you can like get bottle service and have like pretty girls to like hang out with like it makes no sense to me so me and my girlfriend started this business where we would charter the boats and that we had this really which if anyone wants to do this business it's totally up for grabs if you're <laughs> in, around boats because it's such a good idea the reason it didn't work is me and my partner just weren't aligning with things that were going on and then I ended up getting pregnant at the same time and I was like listen this just isn't for me but
1: with, it's a good idea let's show it it's so
0: good <laughs> so It doesn't matter the size of the yacht that you have. It's a 30-foot yacht or Jeff Bezos' 200-foot yacht, right? (laughs) I'm
1: sorry. It's a (laughs) a new level.
0: You can only bring 12 guests. If you are paying for a boat, you could have a 200-foot yacht and you can only bring 12 guests. But if you have bottle service girls, they are considered staff, so you can still bring... Ten 12 bottle 12. service girls with your twelve guests. <laughs> oh, interesting. But and that's that close Army life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so that failed just because you and your business partner went aligning and you yeah, decided to separate. Yeah. It
0: was just it was, I think, wrong time. I mean, I just uh, being a mom and stuff now doesn't really like align with I don't know, just like partying and drinking and like I never went on the on the boat with the charters anyways and I did more like back end stuff but it was just I don't know it's not really in my yeah. wheel I don't, don't have the
1: mental energy I for like it. how you're like thinking on the opportunity and I feel like that's how sewing so businesses are born I'm like hang on yeah. a minute what's, a, what's annoying here what can be done differently like and that's, how do I try something new yeah that's also questions.
0: how we started my software company which is called Center by Text I don't really talk about it because girls started showing up to my office and oh. people these ladies like that w- I would like write like w- comments back to literally call my receptionist and be like oh, I fucking hate her like it was no. crazy yeah I literally had to step back from the business like I couldn't what yeah it was really crazy but um you know we saw a need of you know we're sending documents through like a document service yeah. and they're going through emails so they're going to spam like they're not getting them and you're not and people don't even like check their emails you know so like, so you like you just like, like contracts
1: and stuff you yeah just sign
0: anything any contract so Smart. you just put into the system and mm-hmm. it takes two clicks and it's signed
1: Mm, i like that when did you send
0: that when did you set that up we started that in maybe 2017
1: 2018 that is smart you're so right i mean i sign a lot of these documents you do i'm the one who gets (laughs) that i mean we were
0: (laughs) i think you know one of my husband's companies was paying like two hundred thousand dollars a year to this document signing company and he was like we're going to make this. Like we, there's a, there's a need here and like, we can we just do it client. ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me. Yeah.
2: yeah, no, it's so true. Yeah. And so speaking about, um, this business and you got pregnant and you decided to pivot and you've obviously still continued to really build an empire of so many different kinds of businesses. Did any of that change when you became a mom, the way you saw things or executed on things?
0: I mean I don't think I would be doing a children's curriculum if it wasn't if I wasn't a mom like I just wouldn't even been in my realm. I never even planned on having kids. I was kind of like I don't care if I have kids. I actually was like I don't want kids. Like really? that was like yeah, my and now he's the best thing in the whole world, but I'm only having one. I'm not having another one.
2: So you had your your um little boy when you were 25 or
0: 26? Well, I was 2 weeks after turning 26, but I got okay. pregnant at 25. Um and so he just changed my whole life. And I kind of started, I started by this children's curriculum. I feel like this is how things just kind of like happen as being like a business owner and just having that kind of mindset is I really wanted to kind of, I live in this area and like everyone's like, oh, like before your baby's born, you have to put them on this preschool list. And like, you know, it's like so bougie. And I'm like, I don't want like I don't want my newborn baby to think about him going to preschool you know like it just felt really icky to me and then I was like I'm going to homeschool him like let me look into this I didn't even mind you I was kicked out of high school like I literally have no formal <laughs> education so so I'm like I don't know what I'm doing like homeschooling but like I'm going to do it and my husband was at first was kind of like mm. but now he loves it like he's like he was just kind of like are you sure you should be like homeschooling um
1: <laughs> <Yes, I'll> let's <laughs> give you a test
0: first <laughs> like four plus seven
3: yeah. is what <laughs> no
0: um I, so I looked at all these different curriculums. I bought every single one that there was. Like, I'm like, I'm going to buy them all. There was this one that I found that a mom made. She spent seven years making it. She was, used to be a teacher. And I just loved it. I loved everything about it. I reached out to her because I wanted to start donating it. Like, giving it to, like, women that are in, like... Um, domestic violence shelters and like kind of putting a package together and like giving it to them to do with their kids when they're little. Right. I just really felt like empowered by it. And so we kind of going down that process and then the whole TV show thing happened. And I was like, listen, what if we like partner? Like I'll be more the marketing side. You can do like more of the curriculum side. And she was like, you know, listen, I'm getting a divorce. My life is changing. I just want you to buy it from me. And I was wow. like, okay. So then I just bought the entire thing and redid it. And now it's on activitybunny.com. I love that.
2: Um, I know, and I, I don't have kids yet, but I'm definitely thinking about having them soon. And that's one thing that I've been thinking about too, is the schooling and homeschooling seems so appealing to Especially me. Especially you're traveling, so. Exactly. But the idea of having a curriculum, because I don't have a fucking clue what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, would to like, you like, a teacher like, Yeah, a break. I you TikTok <laughs> yeah. and Instagram and these. Yeah. And
0: yeah. then that's the thing too. Like people are like, you know, your son, like I don't really care if my son learns algebra. I literally do not care. Like I want him to be a nice, kind person and he lives with two entrepreneurs like he's gonna learn some skills that a normal kid's probably not gonna learn going to school you know and and there's plus and minuses to it too like you know and he really wants to be an astronaut like he's like he knows every single thing he knows how many moons each planet has what each planet is made out of like is it gas or like I don't even know he like learns watching YouTube because this is his thing now I've taught him whenever he's got a question for me like he asks me what happens when after you poop like where does the poop go i'm like i don't know but let's watch a youtube video on it so Mm. now he knows all about the sewer system and everything like that so literally every single thing that he asked me like what he asked me the other day um like how does sound wave work i'm like i don't know how sound waves work you know so we're turning on youtube and we're watching a whole video and now he knows everything about sound waves you know
2: amazing
0: I, i would not be able to homeschool without technology there's no way and that's why i hate when parents are like the um, you know, YouTube is so bad for kids and like whatever, like no yeah, YouTube is bad if you're watching your kids like play with slime all day, which I mean could be if it's if that's what they're really into, maybe that's something they could do as a business. I don't know. It could mm-hmm. not it's not even that bad. But I just hate that people are like so anti having their kids learn
1: from stuff online because it is the best resource that we have. It's so interesting because I remember being brought up by, you know, my parents I wasn't homeschooled at home school, went to school, but it was very much like watching T V. Was like a treat. Like it was really bad. We were not allowed computer games um, because my mum believed that that wasn't like. I mean, how we're she like the same age too. Time. I
0: remember I had like computer games that were like math. Yeah,
1: do you well remember? I had those, yeah. yeah, like I had this one called like PB Bear or something. I don't know. He was like doing math, and I had to do it along with him. But I think it's like, you know, if I was going to learn something. I was learning via encyclopedia and books. So there was this big thing between like software IT was just games and play and books were learning. Whereas now that that differentiation has completely changed. Like if you're going to books to learn, you're actually probably learning outdated stuff by this point. Wait. Whereas IT, like you say, YouTube, like... These places have so much education on here and the now, and you know, it, the, going back to the example of parents being asked questions. I remember asking my mom and dad questions; they would make the freaking answers up just to shut me up. Like, I mean, no, sorry. I mom, probably dad, would have to before do. Yeah, <laughs> Honestly. exactly. That's what I mean. Back in the day, you used to make shit up to keep the kids quiet. Now you're like the poop I'm just learn. goes next
2: door. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So for me. Um, I used to go to my grandparents' house every weekend and my granddad had all of these encyclopedias. And so if I asked a question during the week, my mum would always be like, write it down and go ask your granddad at the weekend. So I'd go and we had these shelves of big encyclopedias and we had to flip through. That and was your Google. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> just saying this out loud has made me realize how fucking old wait. we are. We need to get on TikTok when, and just like... When there
1: was dial-up internet, you had to wait for it to join. Like, oh God, I'm old now. You know, oh, but, good time but it is. It's like just the transition of how we again we just need to approach everything with a new mindset. It's constantly evolving. Whether you're going from Instagram to TikTok or whether you're you know getting it, looking in encyclopedias or googling it or you just using YouTube, I think that's like the biggest thing that we just all need to be open to change. And things are changing so so quickly now. And if you're not, if you don't have an open mindset and you're stuck ten years ago, you're stuck twenty years ago you're just not going to evolve.
0: I mean, even the same thing with like food too, right? Like when you, you know, there's things that when we grew up, we thought McDonald's was like healthy, right? You know, oh, and now yeah. we just like, you, you, if you take the time to more educate yourself on things that are like healthy for I you and not. To like used have
1: it's this like squash, you know, like juice, like orange juice. My mom used to like... Wait, orange juice or squash? Oh, squash, orange oh, squash, orange squash. like you Squash juice? juice? No, no. You what saying do you it? call it here? It's like...
2: I don't know what the American thing is. It's like dial, you dilute and it, and then with you water. add water
1: to it. So it's oh. like concentrate con- or something. I and don't know the American word. But like, I got brought up thinking this was like good for you. It has a spartan in it. I'm like, which is so it has what? bad, a, a, a really bad sweetener. Oh, oh, oh! Like you don't a want Really it. bad sweetener. And I was like drinking that every single day. Okay, we're taking a tablet. Okay, now this, now this is getting boring as
2: fuck. Well. <laughs> I don't want to talk about a spartan. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so. To wrap this up, I would love to know if you have advice. Say there's a woman listening and she's perhaps thinking about going into entrepreneurship. She's in the early stages of her career what advice would you give her? Do
0: it all. Try everything. I mean, I at one point thought I wanted to do like a at-home staging company where like you sell houses and like design it whatever. And like my husband's like, we don't even live in one house all the time. Like, how are you going to physically get things there? And I was like, you know what? This is probably a bad idea, you know? But just try it all, you know? Like keep trying until something sticks. And what about for those
2: people who say they struggle with motivation or fear of failure?
0: I would say fear of failure is something that either you should get over with or entrepreneurship is probably not for you. Just to be really honest. Like, you should probably, you know, if you, you not everyone should be an entrepreneur, you know? Like, they, there are people that are much better, like with books and just doing things that are not, you know, owning a business and the pressures of owning a business, because it's a lot of pressure. It's not easy, you know? And, if, and if, you, if you can't take the pressure of owning a business, I don't think, like, there's no reason to put it, life is supposed to be fun. And if, if, if owning a business is not fun for you, then it's probably not it. What was the other one? That was it. That was,
2: it was mainly motivation, but I think the fear of
0: failure was a big one. Yeah. 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 Motivation. You know, I think especially having people around you surrounding yourself with people who motivate you is like so important. Like you can't, you can't be with a group of people that are not really going anywhere or doing anything that you like or anything like that and, and plan to be successful. It's just not going to happen.
2: I love it. Well, Bunny, thank you so much for being here. We're inspired to get on TikTok. I'm going to be texting you constantly for advice. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank Thank you guys so much for having me. This is great.